Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Mark and Sarah talk, Mark and Sarah talk, Mark and Sarah talk about songs, talk about songs. Yes, we do. Welcome back to episode 139 of Mark and Sarah Talk About Songs. I'm your co-host, Sarah D. Bunting, and introducing us to some 80s video realness is my co-host, Mark Blankenship. Hello, Mark. Why, hello, Sarah. And the irony is that the songs we're discussing today are both from 2019, (gasps) and yet the 80s video realness is strong. Yeah, so after all of our time in the 80s, I felt like it was time for us to pull this podcast up into the immediate present moment. (laughs) And for several years now, I have been very enthusiastic about a singer, songwriter, rapper, dancer, flautist extraordinaire named Lizzo. She is amazing. She has never really had a major hit, but I feel like she has become vaguely known if you're the kind of person who pays attention to pop music with the intensity that I do. Um, I think that she is a sensational artist of such depth of talent and such breadth of genre capability that I wanted to talk about two of her songs today to give you just a taste of what she can do. Sarah, um, before we play any clips, had you heard of Lizzo before I brought her to the table? I'd heard of her, but I did. I don't remember anything that I had heard about her. So... Well, I am glad then. Uh, I hope that you were glad. We'll find out in a second. But I am glad to be able to bring her into your life. And listeners, for many of you, this may be the first time you've heard her. I don't think you will be sorry. Let's start with the first of our two selections, a song that she released in January of this year, 2019, called Juice. Okay, two things to start. One, heard you say I ain't the baddest bitch you lying. I love that line so much. And Sarah, this is my opening statement. One of the reasons I really enjoy Lizzo is that she seems to be having such a good time being Lizzo. Mm -hmm. And I find it infectious. I agree. One of the notes that I took, and I don't know if this is going to make any sense. She reminds me... Like, she reminds me of Amy Schumer. I don't actually know that much about Amy Schumer. I don't consume that much Schumer product. But there's just, like, a vibe of being, like, completely confident and having no time for interpretations of herself and what she does that make her less than what she does and what she is. 
that I just really uh, responded to. Um, I also had a note that like one of the lyrics in this song, which we didn't hear was the juice ain't worth the squeeze, which is something that might, that's like an expression my dad uses that my, my brother has <laughs> adopted. That was like really hilarious um, to hear that in the context of this song. But this song um, referentially is very smart um, because if you take out her vocal, which don't do that because it's great. And is doing a lot of different things. But if you're just listening to the backing track, it is so, so 80s Pointer Sisters. Yes. Um, in these ways that like, I just kept listening to like little snippets over and over trying to pick apart uh, all the ways in which um, orally, in terms of the sound, it referred to this world that it also created with the video which you you don't need to get that illusion that illusion from your from your um ears if that makes any sense that it was like let me just listen to this again and see if i'm right without the video like the video is so much fun but it's it's almost like it's translate like it's not telling you how to hear the song because everything is already there in the song. The song told the video how to be, which isn't always mm-hmm. what happens. This was just really fun. I I, I will say, well, I'm actually going to save that comment till the second song. Fair. So anyway, uh, I'm done talking now. And if you haven't seen the video, listeners, the video is a recreation of a variety of 80s style television shows. Uh, there's, a, there's a QVC style uh, ad for hair product. There's an 80s style workout video where Lizzo is the Jane Fonda. And she actually at one point does this amazing choreography while wearing this hot pink leotard. Oh my God. That just, she just seems like she is, as the saying goes, getting her whole life. Mm-hmm. And um, I agree with you that the song is so smart about the way that it feels instantly familiar because it sounds so rooted in the 80s. But then lyrically it's so contemporary and there's this breezy confidence that she has where she's like she doesn't need to make it overtly political in the way that say god love her and i do beyonce i was gonna say that yeah that there isn't this i mean i respect beyonce while feeling less intensely the love but Beyonce, I think, feels like she cannot have any lightness or humor because she mm-hmm. is the warrior queen. And I'm not sure she's wrong about that, honestly. Like, I think that's where we are in the culture is that she's the general in this theater and she can't yes. afford to be fucking around pitching playing cards into a hat. So, yeah, but y- you do wonder what it would be like. If she were just like, well, I'm Beyonce, so why don't we like make that fun instead of yes. this he- very heavy mantle and crown? So anyway, continue. I guess that's like Beyonce in the Love on Top song. That's like the one thing I can think of where she's just having fun. And Lizzo seems to just be having fun all the time. And one of the things that I also enjoy about Lizzo is that while she is making songs that so clearly reference the past and do it very well. She's also constantly displaying her own virtuosity as a musician. Yes. And uh, I just think 
the fact that even in this song, she's able to give you that sort of scratchy, gravelly vocal, but then also hit some bigger notes later. It's just great. And there's a song that we're not talking about today. And if you haven't heard it, Sarah, I highly encourage that you do. It's this really amazing straight up rap song that she does with Missy Elliott oh, called Tempo. Oh, yeah. I actually did listen to a little slice of that because I love Missy Elliott and she is my president. God, me too. Um, I don't know how you felt about that one, but I love that one too. Well, all right. Well, this gets into the comment that I was about to make per the next one, mm-hmm. um, which is the... Well, I keep coming up with words that are like really negative about this and they're not like this isn't really a negative. It's just how I'm receiving it. Like my I'm struggling to or here's the problem like that. It's not a struggle. (laughs) It's not a problem. It's just like where I'm at with it. Um, Both the songs that we're talking about today and tempo have this like there's so much going on. Um, Mm. there's so many like different elements of like tone, um, that there's like both satire and, um, call to action happening at once. Sometimes, uh, they're, they can be a little tough for me to settle into mentally, Mm. if that makes any sense. Like, again, this is not a clock. I think if I just like listen to these songs over and over, and they definitely both went on my, you know, permanent iTunes. So, but f- like for the purposes of analyzing Juice and Cause I Love You for this, it's like th- she's le- like, it's too, it's too dense and smart for me. Like I drink, <laughs> slow down. There's too much <laughs> happening. But I like, let's talk about because I love you then because then I can be a little more concrete with what I'm saying in this regard sure here's the clip all right What the fuck are fucking feelings, yo? Once upon a time I was a hoe. I don't even want a hoe no more. Got you something from the liquor store. Little bit of Lizzo and some more. Trying to open up a little more. Sorry if my heart a little slow. I mean, here's what I'm talking about. Like, that delivery, like, she slays. Straight up. Mary J. Blige is somewhere like, you know what? I had a good run, but I'm just going to open a, like, coin and stamp store in some small town because I've been, you know, we're done. Just kidding. She's totally not. But that's kind of what I mean. Like, that kind of torchy R&B delivery is usually so... um humorless because like of course it is it's it's torchy and uh the the feeling that the singer is going for is not one of um necessarily somewhat humorous confusion that you're getting here but this mix of like clever self-deprecating um somewhat 
baffled lyrics and this delivery, which is not fucking around even a little. It, like, it's just really a lot to process. Again, this is not a bad thing. It's intriguing. It's cool. Sh- she's, like, she is able to pull it off. I'm not saying it's unsuccessful. But the sort of one little thing about these for me is that I'm intellectualizing a lot of it. Like I'm receiving it very intellectually and then it's a little hard to settle into on the emotional side. If that makes any sense. Well, it absolutely does because the very reason I chose this clip is that it is so many things at one time. And for me, uh, the fact is it breaks all of the rules of pop music songwriting Mm -hmm. that it is a rap song and it's funny and it's a torch song and it's heartbroken and it's a way for her to belt and she says things like i ain't even gonna hoe no more i mean she's just all of those things at once and for me i find that circuit breaking approach thrilling i find her intellectual restlessness as a musician thrilling oh i think it's great like i am glad she exists and i'm like super like i'm super into it in theory but that's you know there is there is a level on which like um i think that's a good thing that it's it's making it a little hard for my brain to relax into expected rhythms of any genre and that maybe is the point and even if it's not the point it's definitely a good thing this is why i was saying i wasn't super comfortable being like here's the problem because it's not a problem it's just a thing that's happening well you know i think you're right on and again i think we're really talking about the same thing it's just interesting that my response to this is yes please more all of it yeah and, and i'm like fact, what is go- what is going on here <laughs> but in fact i'm confused I and want a, to stay inside i almost made this a four pack of lizzo songs because every lizzo song seems like it's coming from a different person um tempo sounds like it's a different artist altogether i think yes and no because once well, you've listened sure. to a couple of these you're sort of like okay which like Moebius are we which Moebius are we like twisting through this time right but there's something about I definitely recommend listeners that you seek out this video too if only for like the opening 10 seconds because she has this like loaded stare like sort of through her eyelashes to camera that is like the the satire of the thing and the thing yes have have been fused in the most perfect way i mean leaving aside the fact that she looks beautiful everything about every micro moment in that look to camera is considered and there's you something really so cool right. about that and she- that it's not exactly defiant it's just like, I see you seeing me, you know, here we go. Like, buckle the fuck up. And that's really cool. You're so right that she, like RuPaul, actually, I think, manages to satirize the thing and be the thing simultaneously yes. at all times. And and in the most positive way, but not in this, like, cheesy or in denial way. It's more of a dark humor way 
And yeah. I think that's great. And it's, you know, when you're dealing, especially with like questions of hmm, femininity and the Madonna whore axis, that we are comparing Lizzo's take on this in creating a cultural artifact to that of a drag performer is really something. I'm not sure yeah. what kind of something, but it's something. Well, and I also am thinking about how much ironic music there is out there that is cynical or has an acid undertaste. Mm-hmm. And Lizzo manages to make you aware that she knows that this is all a show, but she doesn't make you feel like that you're stupid for enjoying it because she seems like she's enjoying giving you the show. Yeah. And it gives you permission to just have a fucking good time. And it like that is a skinny tightrope that is up real high. Like, the fact that she's like, oh, I have to have my hair pressed again. Like, just her delivery of that is perfect. Uh, yeah. And In the second verse of Because I Love You, listeners, she's talking about how irritated she is that she's out in the rain and has to get her hair pressed again. Yeah. And then, <laughs> you know, but there is a... There is a sincerity to the delivery of the of the chorus that is like this wail of... Um, disorientation basically but then at the end of the video is all of these men staring at her and literally tears are spraying out of their eyes and down their faces and you're just like (laughs) well exactly like this is a very tricky needle to thread to sort of make fun of both the genre and yourself but also engage with it and execute on it perfectly and I am so glad you called out the end of that video because what ultimately happens dying. in the narrative is that ultimately, no matter how sincere or insincere she is, she's saying, but guess what? Every man weeps for me. <laughs> and that's the kind of ballsy, badass power bitch move that I just love. She's like, yeah, I'm kind of having fun and I'm crying, but I'm also not. And it's a performance. But guess what? All these men. Yeah. Are she's like, well, me. no one's happy. Um, I also think it would be a disservice if we did not mention that I think one place where Lizzo is very overtly political in a joyous way is with relationship to her size. Mm, For sure. She she is a very large woman and she is constantly being photographed nude. She the song tempo is about how she's too fat to enjoy a slow song because she needs to shake what she's got to a song with some tempo and it's awesome. I, she's so body positive, to use the current phrase. But again, I feel like she's body positive in a way that, to her, it's just, why wouldn't I be? I'm awesome. Yeah. <laughs> like, why wouldn't you be positive if you had all this? Yeah. And I I think that's also a tricky needle to thread without being, without having that be the whole story, which you know i think as a culture we're still kind of trying to um get get to that get to that place where it's like not the first modifier is like whatever you look like we're not there yet but definitely the video for juice is like the treatment of her body is very matter of fact that she's just like these are the costumes and i'm hot let's get this done so, uh, yeah, I definitely enjoyed that. And that was something that also reminded me of Amy Schumer. 
yes. that whether she wants to or not, like, you know, fe- female artists or wo- woman identified plus artists, but certainly comedians um, are always forced into this dialogue with their looks that I think a lot of them do not care to have. And uh, I like that Lizzo's dialogue is a monologue that consists of the words, I am hot, fuck off, and um, <laughs> short, sweet, and true. But yeah, this the was, really, this was that, yeah. really fun. Like, thinking about, it was like, there's something about these songs, and I couldn't put my finger on it, and then f- succeeding in identifying that thing through a bunch of re-listening. I don't know. This was a very um, rewarding investigation. Well, I'm so glad you feel that way. I do think that Lizzo is an artist who, the more you listen to her, the more she provides. And I agree Mm. with you that when I think back about first hearing her music, I had a similar reaction to the one that you just described where I didn't quite know what to do with it, but I was intrigued by it. And then I just kept listening to it until it was so familiar that I thought, yes... I'm invested now. Yeah, I'm, um, like David Lynch is, this is not a great comparison because my decision with David Lynch was like, I have now identified the what is actually for me a problem with the works of David Lynch. Like, I am happy that he exists. I am happy that people get like joy and um, intellectual stimulation from him or emotional stimulation, whatever it is. But the proportions of surreal to baseline reality are too far out of whack for me mm-hmm. i cannot enjoy this more for everyone else i mean with a couple yes. exceptions but why get into it but here it was the here the decision was uh, and whatever like film and music are not exact analogs but here the decision was like i have figured out what is um different about this uh pop experience and that's actually um not tantalizing but it's more it's compelling instead of like frustrating that it was like i would rather make more time for this instead of being like i don't have any time for this right yes and it's such a treat to discover an artist who makes one feel that way it really is thanks lizzo and mark thank you the last thing i will add if you have not seen it before listeners do go and search for video of Lizzo twerking while playing the flute. Oh my god! Yes, you know what? I think that is what I had heard. <laughs> and she's so much more. Hot nights, Mister Fire. Yeah, we're all about it. Y'all, Mark and Sarah Talk About Songs is hosted by Mark Blankenship, a.k.a. me, and Sarah D. Bunting. And it's edited by Sarah D. Bunting as well. 
Do you want to talk to Mark and Sarah about song requests, ads, or birthday readings? Email us at talkaboutsongs at gmail.com, tweet us at TalkSongs, or find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash mastus.podcast. To become a supporter and producer of this podcast, visit our Patreon page at patreon.com slash mastus, where you can get access to all kinds of cool bonus content and vote in our ranking episodes. Thanks for listening. Mark and Sarah talk. Mark and Sarah talk. Mark and Sarah talk. About songs. Talk about songs. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.